Yo, 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 welcome to the Flex Zone. It's your man, it's your boy, it's your host, your friendly reminder, Jay Henderson. I'm here with my brother all the way from across the world. I got up early for this one. <laughs> my brother, best-selling author, Stephen O.J. Welcome to the Flex Zone, my brother. Oh, wonderful, John. I'm so privileged to see you, man. At long last. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Um, this, this has been uh, like... I've I've had some challenges with getting some getting some interviews, but it seemed like we we was it, it was almost like you know that thing that that fights against the success of the the uh, the product. So uh, we missed last week we did, due yeah. to a scheduling conflict, and no problem at all. We jumped right in, reschedule, and absolutely, yeah. It's been it's been a, a long long anticipated wait. Um, <laughs> So, so I want to I want to get right to it, bro. Uh, the book, the book. If y'all book the book, the book, <laughs> man, <laughs> pay pay the price. If y'all hadn't read this book, it's on Amazon. And I, this is something I normally do at the end, but I'm gonna do it at the beginning and the end because it's phenomenal and it's it's just opening up and and reading the beginning of it. It. it I, I, let me tell you this. I, I reread three times. Oh, three times. Just, got- just, just to try to grasp the, the deepness of what you said and and how things went and the, the analogies that you used to highlight um, the different nuances that we face daily. And our and our individual existence, the the faith, the fear, and everything in between that. So what what actually I saw you said you're in the beginning of the book, your wife said that you were the king of procrastination. That's correct, man. <laughs> <laughs> she, she says it every day, even this morning. <laughs> So what is it? What's, what's the procrastination? I think it's. I think it comes down to self confidence. I think I, I was thinking about it this morning when I was praying. I mean, every coming on your podcast, man, I thought, "Wow, how am I going to do this?" I was panicking. I thought. So I think it's self confidence, you know. And and it's funny. No matter how God promotes you, or no matter how much, I mean, look, I look at my life now, two years ago, and now being a best-selling author, speaking yes. all over the world. I think it's self-confidence. And I think the more you believe in yourself, the less you procrastinate. So I, I think I procrastinate because of the lack of self-confidence, if I'm, if I'm being vulnerable and honest. Um, and I find that the more my confidence in God is growing, the more I, my confidence in myself is growing, yes. I find that I begin to procrastinate less. Yes. You know, I think the procrastination was just trying to put off the stuff that you know God is calling you to do. Oh, my you know? God. And, wow. and, and I... I and, and, Sometimes God allows things to happen to you that forces you to do his will. You know, yes. I, I, really, I really believe that. And I, I feel that the book was one of them. You know, I, I had been harboring this book for, for years. You know, I thought to myself, oh, I'm just uh, the, an ordinary bloke from a small town in England. You know, how am I going to write a, a book that will shake the world? I, I never yes. believed it, you know, but... I mean, you're a testament to this, man. I mean, look what you're doing, man. You just, <clears throat> you started with a little phone and now you're all over the world, you know? So yes. I just had to believe, but I thought to myself, I can't do this. And so one day God shook me, you know, God really shook me and I had to start writing. Yeah. So you, you talk about the jokes, which, which I don't, there's so many different avenues to this conversation that we can take. But I want to I want to stay, of course. So you talk about the jokes in the beginning. You talk about the the accidents, um, crashing your car, um, falling down the stairs, and the, the the reason why. Then you then you perfectly, perfectly layered that that statement with everything that happened in that that moment. It, it was just like the trail, the trail of damage that you left. Hurting yourself, hurting, hurting yourself, the, that trail of damage. I think we can attach so many things, so many components of our existence to fear. Absolutely. But when it, when it comes to the reason, when it comes to stamping our existence and, and 
being as prolific as we can be, you highlighted the reason. You 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 talked about it, and it and it just kind of it took me to a different mindset. Oh, just just reading that and seeing how you could your life could be on the edge, and you could hurt yourself like that in in those moments, and to use that as faith. And and I think just I don't know if I told you or not, but that's where the title comes from. You know, you could, because you have to be a different type of courageous. You have to you have to have a different type of mindset to shake back from that, and then create something so amazing. So, it, with with dealing with that, um, I don't know. Um, what what is it? At what point did you? I understand the procrastination, but at what point did you? just come out of that and say, it's time. It's time to make this happen. And you, you turn, you turn your, your, your struggle into a testament of faith and motivation. At what point did you, did that happen for you? I'd like to say one day I woke up in the morning and I had a, a visitation from Angel Gabriel and, and I had a, a moment, but actually what happened was the fall down the stairs, you know? So, Obviously, I was upstairs just, just being a good, a good man and hoovering upstairs and trying to clean. And I had this massive epileptic fit, you know, which I was talking about in the book. Yeah. I came crashing down into the radiator. I really injured myself. I was bleeding everywhere. My wife was crying. My kids were crying. <clears throat> and then what happened was, it was really strange, one, because I went into the, I don't know what it was, a trance. I don't know what it was, but something happened. And I saw the book in my hand. So... Wow. I just came to and I told my wife, I've got to write this book. I know she was, she thought I was crazy, man. She thought, this guy's out of his mind. You, you are bleeding everywhere. You're foaming on the mouth. She wanted to go to an ambulance to, to take me to hospital. And I was thinking about writing a book. And it, it was stupid because she, she, she couldn't understand. But I knew that I had to write it. So I got up, had a shower. I was bleeding everywhere. She dressed my wounds. I sat down behind the table, took a pen and paper. Within four months, it was done. It was, it was, the way it happened wow. was absolutely amazing. And and the way it came out, it was like a well. You know, it was inside me for so long that yeah. it just a well. It just came out. And I, was, I just kept writing. I was writing on the train. I was waking up in the morning at 4 a.m., 3 a.m. in the morning. And so when I got the book all done, now the next challenge was to get a publisher. Yeah. Um, and I mean, America is different. And I, I don't want to knock England, but there's not been a, a main stream black business author ever in the uk yes very few um and nobody knew who i was i was i was i was stuck away in the corner somewhere in the southwest of england so i tried 20 publishers and they all turned me down one um 20 publishers everyone turned me down until i found america until i found um paper raven in, in the u.s i said yes we'll take you on wow and they took me on they held my hand took me through the whole thing Within three months, it was out, out in the world and everything just changed. It was amazing the way it happened. And that's why I have a special heart in my, in my, in my heart for America, man, because in England, it's a bit tougher, you yeah. know, um, um, to, to, to make your mark. We talk about the American dream, and I, I really believe in that because to make your mark, every, all the podcasts that I had, all the initial traction that I had was all from the US, man. Um, yeah. It took a long time for the UK to catch on. So, wow. yeah. Yeah, it's a quiet story. Yeah, I I, I go back to um, what I was telling you before yeah. we started the podcast. Uh, just standing, just standing in a uh, a room in the house uh, with the with the cell phone, and we have these dreams. But I, in each podcast, if my listeners may notice that we tell, it's because my podcast is a multicultural podcast. We don't. We don't lock into uh, a certain culture. We we try to include everybody Absolutely. because that's what that's what our existence does. Yeah. Um, even having um, Daniel Kettlewell on a, a few weeks back, uh, the, the Olympian, um, and listening to her story, the same the same as your story and and my story, and so many other dreamers. Uh, Doctor, I had Doctor Landis Wells on. Um, yeah, I saw that as well. Yeah. And and he highlighted some amazing things when it comes to African Americans, when it comes to our existence and the pride of our existence. I think we have a different approach uh, when it comes to faith, 
And I think we have a different approach when it comes to fear. Our fear comes from a different aspect of life. Absolutely. You know, um, and, and it, it we, are, we come from what people see as the ghettos and the projects and the lower parts of the earth. But what, what I, I think so many people fail to understand is um, our existence is about as profound and prolific as any other existence in this world because you have some of the brightest minds. To, to, to read this book uh, and to see that the, the stamp that it's made in, in the world, in England and in the United States, I'm sure, uh, in other parts of the world, and to, to understand what a person had to go through. Just if, if, you, if, you, if you're listening, if you're listening, if you're viewing this, you have to. This is a piece of motivation that will get you up out of the bed. It would get you uh, get your dreams off the shelf because to to go through the fall that you went through, and I use that analogy because that's how you use it. The fall. A lot of times we, and, and at our lowest points, I was at my sister's house for two years, sleeping in a basement on an air mattress. My God. <laughs> and um, two 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 solid years on an on an air mattress, and you have to understand the disconnect at some point in our lives, we have to disconnect and we have to put ourselves in that spiritual hospital. We have to put ourselves, we could talk God all day. We could talk faith all day, but fear paralyzes you. Absolutely. It paralyzes you to a point to where you, you, if you don't, if you don't think mentally to stop, to hit the pause button and regroup, you'll find yourself in, in, and shams, you'll find yourself somebody's idea. We begin, we do that sometimes. We become people, people's ideas of who they think we should be, rather than who we who we are. Because sometimes we don't know. And and the the opening part of the book, it uh, I, it's hard to make it past the opening part. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hard to make it past that because you you wonder. Like I I, I would want my podcast to be as profound as those words and how you how you tied that in you you perfectly tied in faith and fear when it when it comes to um the the world when it comes to fear i want to deal with fear first yes what were what were those moments because i think uh literally people all over the world and so many three regions of the of the world so many different countries i know there's somebody that can use this information. What are some of those fears that you had to overcome to to make this happen? After after the damage, after the pain, what are some of those fears that you had to overcome to make this a success? Yeah, when you talk about it, you laid about it beautifully when you're talking about about. So for me, there were four kinds of fear, um, which I, I I talk about pain in, in entrepreneurship. But there were four kinds of fear that you deal with. Okay, so the first fear for me was was obviously the epilepsy you know um because i've had fits when i was running i've had fits i've crashed two cars i've had fits in the bath you know i mean my my, my wife had to rescue me once for the bath because i fell over how i didn't i didn't crack my head i don't know so i've had fits everywhere I, I mean i remember i lost my sister three years ago my only sister and i was walking down because I, I had no money and i was walking how am i going to bury my sister you know in africa funerals are a big deal you know i had zero money the fear was so much. I had a fit, banged my head. I woke up on the street and my head was bleeding, you know? Wow. So, but I said to myself, there, I think it comes from within, isn't it? There's a dream that's with, you mentioned this about, 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 about being prolific. There's a dream there that, that refused to die, you know? Yes. And I think the more I tapped into that dream, the more I tapped into the fact that, look, God can use me, despite all these problems that I've been, yeah. to do something. And that fear, even though that fear was still there, I mean, I was still able to go over that because the dream was there. I talk about the four kinds of fear. So the first one was epilepsy. The second one you mentioned is what people tell you, you know, because I had to struggle for 10 years. You know, God, I had this, this dream to start a, a worldwide um, African company to, to, to do investments and become a best-selling author 10 years ago. You know, yeah. I remember the very day when I had a dream in church um, and, and I, I had this feeling that I can do this. 
and I started really well. We, we traveled around Africa. We traveled around Dubai. We, we did lots of deals until the fourth year when everything crashed. You know, I went bankrupt. Um, I went completely broke. Um, I didn't even have money sometimes. I remember my wife's birthday it was about $20 for, the, for, 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 for just $20 for a pizza. And I couldn't afford it. I mean, it was so embarrassing that day. And I'm lucky my wife had the money to pay because I would I mean had nothing, you know. And I think about it and I think, but the dream was there. That dream was always, always there. So that dream that people tell you you can't do this, you can't you can't make it. Again, you begin to believe it. And that comes down to, to a fear. I call that green flag pain in the book. You know, right. people say things to you, you begin to believe it, you begin to be afraid that you can't do this thing, and then that leads you to stop. Yeah. Now I talk about the honeymoon period. If, if you really believe in your heart that God has given you a dream, you have a dream in your heart, if you really believe that that dream can bring, can bring goodness to the world, you can make a mark in the world, and you have a passion for that dream, that will always be there. Yes. You can decide to tap into that, into that, to that or you can decide not to. If you, don't, if you don't tap into that dream in your heart, I mean, for me, I, I have journals. I have them everywhere. And I used to write them down every morning. I wake up in the morning, I write this down. The, 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 the crazy thing that happened to me was one day in 2019, I was ready to give up. After 10 years, I said, I, I, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. I went to church that day and this preacher from Australia, um, he, he was talking and then he came to me. He was just preaching. He just came to me and said, Stephen, called me out. What's your name? I said, I call Stephen. I said, God's speaking to, me, to you right, to, to, to me right now. God's telling me, don't give up. This dream I put in your heart it will come to pass, he said to me. That very day, that very morning, I told God I, I, I'm quitting. Because after 10 years of being broke and being through all this hustle, I thought, I'm done. But yeah. God revealed that. God gave me a renewed mandate. Wow. And that renewed mandate made me know that, yes, God is with me and I, I, I kept going. I mean, not, 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 not long after, I lost, I lost my daughter. I'm sorry, my, 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 my niece and then my, my, my sister. But I wow. knew that God had spoken to me. Um, so that's the second fear. The third fear, obviously, is what I call red flag pain, you know. That's the stupid things that we do to ourselves, you know, the stupid decisions that we make. I mean, for me, my stupid decision was pornography. You know, when, when things went really, really bad, and things went really horrible, um, I just went to pornography. I just thought to myself, oh, I'm, I'm really struggling. I, I need a release. Yeah. Went to pornography. That really almost ruined my marriage because wow. I always thought, when is the next hit? I wake up in the morning, 4 a.m., run downstairs. I mean, it was horrible. I mean, yeah. that took me four years to break. I had to get an accountability coach. And I call that red flag pain because that thing nearly destroyed my dream because you get filled with guilt. Every time I, I, did, I, had, I did it, I thought, oh God, I'm never going to do this again. I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm sorry. But yeah. and every, every time the fear got more, but the fear was the fear of what God would do to me. Yeah. The fear was the fear of, of one day I'm going to get caught. And I was this big Christian guy. I'm going to get caught. And so one day I took it into my own hand. I said, look, I've got to stop this thing. Had an accountability partner and I was able to quit. And for yeah. five years now I've been clean. Yeah. And then the final fear is the fear of waiting. Right. You know, um, sometimes you have to wait. You know, sometimes five years, 10 years. I mean, I mean, for me, it took 10 years for my first deal. From the first yeah. day I, got, I, I started Blue Cloud, went to business school. I mean, it took 10 years for me to sign my first million dollar contract. Wow. That 10 year, 10 year waits. You begin to get afraid. You begin to fear. You think, oh, this is never going to happen. Yeah. So one day I went back into, the, I was reading scripture and I didn't realize this one, but it took 25 years from the day that God called Abraham to when yeah. he came to the nations. 25 years it took. And no wanted to call him the father of faith. You know, it took David 15 years yeah. from when God, God called him there and when he became king. 15 yes. years ago. So yes. for me, it's nothing. Yeah. These mighty guys. Um, and things nothing. So yeah, it's this focus of fear that you have. I mean, focus of pain, white flag pain is the pain of surrender when you have it, when you have something things that happen to you that are unfair. Red flag pain is the stuff that we do to ourselves, which is bad. I think I mean in my in my case the pornography. Amber flag pain is the pain of waiting. You have to wait for so long. And green flag pain is what people tell you. That you believe yeah. in it, you need to quit your dream. So these four things, if you don't, if you listen to any of these four things, you will quit. Maybe yeah. Basically. Yeah. So let's let's give because because when we reach when we hit that moment of success, when, when we uh, there are times where 
just listening to you, that's just listening to you talk. You, know, you talk about the Bible, you talk about God. So we have to we have to talk about humility and being Absolutely. humble. Absolutely. Let's let's go to the moment where you signed the deal. And and I can imagine emotions, heightened emotions, but that sense of what what was that moment for you? That that humble moment, that excitement and trying to put all of that in, into a ball to to do what God requires us to do. It was crazy, man, one, because the way it happened was crazy because my si- I lost my sister suddenly. Okay, so yeah. I was home. My sister is way back in Ghana, in Africa. I was home in the UK. Had a phone f- call. Um, literally, my sister is dead. Happened wow. just like that. She was healthy. Nothing wrong with her. Within two hours, she was gone. So my brother and I flew to Ghana. At this point, I had no money. I, was, I, I, don't, I don't even know how good the money to go for the ticket. So I don't yeah. know. It was a miracle. Go home. Buried my sister was on the way back to, to, to the UK, had a phone call from this multi-million dollar woman, come to my office, she said, came to my office, had a chat, in four days, five days time, signed a deal. Wow. That's how it happened. It happened completely. And, and I, I listened to a coach talk about the power of a day. Yeah. And that was literally the power of a day. One day I was broke. The next day I, I, I had my pen on a, on a million dollar contract. And it happened wow. like that. And I That's think amazing. that it was because of the waiting period and all the stuff that went through it and all the waiting. I think it comes to a point where God will honor your faithfulness. Even with all the sin that I went through, all the bad decisions that I made, it comes to a point where God will honor your yes. faithfulness. And that was when that, was that, that, that moment. And that moment, I remember after selling the deal at home, there were tears flowing down my eyes. And then, and because I, I signed the deal and wrote the book, all in a matter of about three months. So within wow. three months, my life had completely changed from somebody who was unknown, completely unknown, to somebody who had become, now become a best-selling author in two countries internationally and signed a million-dollar deal. Wow! Crazy, absolutely crazy. Yeah, that that is that is definitely. Um, I think a lot of people give up in a waiting period. So many people, they cash out in the waiting period. They never. They it's almost like. It's almost like having a big, big lawsuit, if I could use this analogy. And they say, we'll offer you this because we know if if the, if the if it goes all the way, we know what we could be at. So we'll offer you this and you take this and you miss out on. 100%. And I want to, it's a little part that I definitely want to read. Uh, that I think a lot of people, a lot of people need to hear. And I'm just going to jump in. Uh, I'm going to miss the, the, one of the Eureka moments. Um, you, you said, um, I realized the fall down the stairs had epitomized my business struggles over the previous decade. That to me, <laughs> that to me, it, it, it took me, it took me back to a place to where I'd actually started a project one time and I shared the information with uh, Nike uh, business relations. And um, it, it was a, a pretty, pretty amazing idea design that I came up with. Um, um, my partner, Jaron, came in on the project and he added a, added a lot to it. Um, and it was just like, because of the price that it would cost us to manufacture the the product, it was like, you know, I I, it, it, I, I had I, I I was just working a regular job. Like, I'm, I'm, there's no way that I could see <laughs> having this kind of money. And if I did, what I invested in, you know, what I'm saying, it's one thing to say when you don't have it, what you'll do, but when you get it, it's so many things that you. That, you, them, yeah. that you've been waiting on. So yeah. when it comes to our waiting period, I think so many people, so many people give up in, in that waiting period. When you said the fall down the stairs epitomized uh, the struggles for over a decade, that 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 took me back to me being in that basement. That took oh. me back to um, Danielle, when she said she was standing in the tunnel and all of those emotions are stirred in that moment to where when you, when I look at the, I, I was just laying 
in the bed last night, I was telling Tasha, I said, you know, it's sometimes it's so hard to grasp, like, this, this podcast dreams and three regions of the world, you know, and that's so many, so many different countries. People ask me so many questions and they say so many things that I don't even have time to um, respond to or react to. Um, when it when it comes to the business mindset, when it comes to, you, you talk about the small business owner and you said that you should be proud. Some people should be proud to be small business owners. I think we could tie this into the faith part of the uh, the series. I think we can go to that because some people want they want the I think they want the success of their dreams, but you don't. Sometimes you have to understand what you have to go through, the waiting period that we have to go through, the 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 fears that we have to go through and overcome. Um, just the, I wish I could read some more, but I know we, we're on a, we're on a time frame. <laughs> the, the book is, the book is that amazing. Um, when it comes to the small business owner, uh, and when it comes to faith, I think what people should understand, and I will let you, uh, elaborate on this as well. I think what people should understand when it comes to faith is it if it happens overnight, it's it's, it's probably gonna end <laughs> overnight. Yeah. You know, so we there are so many things that we have to go through. There are so many God God don't make you wait for nothing. You you never have to wait. The wait is not for nothing. The wait is not in vain. The only time it's in vain is when you get impatient. And, and, and the Bible tells us to be anxious for nothing, but in all things to give thanks. So when it comes to the faith part of what you talk about in the book, the the steps that you took, the fears that you overcame, you you made your mark in this world. I even saw the uh, reading the part where uh, it's a lot of things in the United States that you are, that we are, uh, don't understand that y'all understand having a knight and queen and royalty and all of that kind of stuff. You know, royalty to us is Michelle and Barack. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I say that fearlessly. <laughs> yeah, brave man. Like <laughs> yeah, I stand on that, uh, and not to not to discredit anybody else not yeah, to discredit yeah. anybody else but there was a moment that we as a people waited for there was a moment that we as a people i felt like it was time for when it, when it comes to that um give us give us uh some of your strategies that because we can we can understand things from our perspective but i think once we tie in that's what that's what our existence does we I, the, the term iron sharpens iron I, w- I would like for you to be that iron right now. Give us some of your strategies that you use to make this book a success. So um, I'll answer the question in two parts. Okay. So the first part, obviously, I talk about the honeymoon period. Now, you cannot just go on a whim. I mean, I, I sh- you know this one. You can't just go on a whim and say, oh, I'm going to build this multi-million-dollar business. It doesn't happen like that. No. Okay. You need to have what you call a honeymoon period. Okay. Now, the honeymoon period... Christ talked about building your house on a rock. Okay. Now, yeah. there's a reason why when you get married, you travel to, to Barbados or Florida. You know, I mean, for us in the UK, Florida is, is, is like, it's like heaven, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you, know you travel to, to Florida, you travel to Barbados, and, yeah. and, and, and you have a two-week or three-month, three-week holiday with your, with your newlywed spouse. Yeah. There's a reason why it's called a honeymoon. It's called a honeymoon because when things get tough, you can, you can remember that those days. I remember when I went through all this pornography stuff and, and, and my, my wife found out and we nearly divorced. Yeah. We, we had counseling. And the first thing the counselor asked us is, do you remember the day you fell in love? Wow. That was the question that made us stay together. Yeah, wow. That question was because, it's what you call the honeymoon period. We remembered that day when we met together in that, in, in that shop in, in, in Accra, Ghana, how we felt. Yeah. And that, that reminded us that, yes, I've done some stupid things. Yes, we've grown apart. But that honeymoon period of when we met yeah. was what sustained us. 
Yeah. In business, you have to have that honeymoon period. I talk about I talk about the person, the purpose, and the passion. Wow. Now the person I talk about the person means that you should know in your heart who you are, yeah. and you should have that option to want to go change the world. That's the yeah. first as a person. The second thing is the purpose. You should know what you want to do, why you want to do it, and how you want to do it. Yeah. And the third thing is the passion. You must have the drive in you to want to do these things. The person, the purpose, and the passion. These three things are what you call your honeymoon, honeymoon phase. Yeah. If you don't have this honeymoon phase, you will fail. Because when the bad things happen, you will not have... And that's why God always reminded people of the honeymoon phase. God said to David, remember when you were a shepherd and I called you out from a people Israel. God said to Israel, when they were crossing, after they crossed the world sea in the wilderness, see, remember when I parted the sea yeah. for you to cross. That is God reminding you of your honeymoon period. Yeah. If God, if they hadn't gone to that sea, if, if, if someone hadn't gone to that place to, to, to call David, David would have fell. But God, David remember, oh yes, I remember when I was an 80-year-old boy shepherd and, and, and some of the greatest prophets in, in, the, in Israel came to me and said to me, you're going to be king. Yeah. That is the honeymoon period. Yeah. So, and God always reminds you of your honeymoon period. So if you don't have that honeymoon period, if, if God hasn't spoken to you in your heart, if you don't have that dream in your heart, if you don't have the purpose and the passion, you will fail. Wow. That is one purpose. That's one thing I see in the book over and over and over. You need to have the honeymoon period. So yeah. once you have the honeymoon period, then you, you're safe. Whatever happens, and that's why I, I talk about journaling and writing things down and recording stuff. Because yes. when things get tough, yes. I need to go back to that journal. You need to go back to what you heard and say yes. So I know for me, on the, on the 5th of May, 2012, I had a dream to go start Blue Cloud Health. Yeah. It is in my journal. I can show it to you. I've got it right here in my journal right now. So yeah. when times get tough, I can go back to that day, wrote it down, but God told me this, so it will yeah. happen. God does not lie. So no. that honeymoon period is crucial. Yeah. You, we need to nail it down. Once that is nailed down, then you can begin to build. You said something, one, which is, which is profound. Yeah. You said that if something happens to you one night, you succeed the next night, it's probably not going to work. Yeah. Why? Because you don't have a honeymoon period. Uh, you know, and, 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 and that, to me, is profound. I mean, yeah. so once I had the honeymoon period, I knew that I would succeed. Despite yeah. all the stupid things that happened to me, despite all the stuff people told me, despite the epilepsy and everything that happened to me, being broken, being bankrupt, couldn't pay my bills, I knew that day, on 2012, that God had spoken to me that day. And yeah. that's what I went back to it. And that, that for us as Christians, that for us as people of faith, yeah. should always be the, our, our rock. We build yes. on that. Honeymoon period is something that you have. If you don't put that down in your, your journal, if you don't record it, that day that the, the prophet called me from Australia and spoke to me, I don't know what happened, but I had my iPad on record. Yeah. So I actually recorded that prophecy. I recorded it. So when things are down, I went back and played that recording. And that yeah. guy, guy and he said to me, one thing about your podcast, one which I, I want to mention now, is you have the same thing in your podcast. One, one, I think it's about two weeks ago. I woke up one morning. I was really down. I think I told you this. I was really down. I just felt so depressed. I, I, I don't know what happened to me. It was like a cloud came over me. And I just said, oh, let me just let, tune into, into one's podcast, Flex Zone. I tuned into a particular episode, and you talk about the same thing, about a dark cloud. You began to pray. I was walking to the bus station then. I just put my head down, you were praying, you mentioned some stuff that I had written in my journal myself. Yeah. Automatically, I began to feel the, the, the thing happen. So your podcast, man, is making waves. And that, podcast, that, that, that day I listened to that, to that thing, it reminded me again of the honeymoon period. Wow. So the honeymoon period is something you have to remember again and again. And if you look, yeah. look at the Bible, God reminded people again and yeah. again. He told David about 10 times, remember when you were a shepherd. Remember when you were a shepherd. He was reminding yeah. them. And you got to hold on to that. If you don't yeah. hold on to that, you will fail. Yeah, that's that. That's that. That that. I think that's that reminder that keeps us humble. Yeah, that's absolutely. that absolutely. to to remember because a lot of people forget. I've seen it happen so many times where people will pray for success, yeah, and then when they reach success, they feel like 
the praying is over. Like you've arrived. But again, overnight, it, nothing, nothing is, is, or no one is so secure in this world no. that you are uh, removed from what God is able to do. Absolutely. Be it humble you or exalt you. You're, you're not in that, in that you because God tells us that we are, he made us, he created us a little lower than the angels. We are, we are actually God's afterthought. So I think everything that we do in the world, everything that we do, everything that our existence is, is uh, tied into it's, it's, it should be based. It should be based around faith. Hundred percent. If, if you remove God from the equation, and you and you're doing it yourself, uh, a lot of people, a lot of people may agree because we do have people that that uh, have different faith and they fall under a different religion, and it's not to uh, discredit. It's not to uh, bash what you believe, but as as Christian believers. I believe that anything that we do in this world, anything that we do in our existence, it has to be, God has to be the center of it. And that's what, that's what stamps it approved. That's the bond. That's the glue that holds it together. That's what keeps us evolving and moving forward. Whatever word or term that you would use. Um, we, we have to, we have to, we have to, it's very, very it's imperative. Uh, that we do they who are we without God absolutely 100%. Who, what what is my existence and, and and I've been reminded so many times I, I think about where I would just proof you falling down the stairs you crashing your car uh me um dealing with what I've dealt with in in my past me starting in that office with a cell phone um still getting up going to work every day you know uh People, people recognize me on my job now. And even with that, as excited as I be sometimes, I always bring it down. I always bring it down because God tells us he who exalts himself will be humble and he who humbles himself will be exalted. So when it comes to uh, those moments of us being impatient, those moments where we feel like we deserve it right now, God is an on time God. Our timing is not God's time, you know. So, if you're tired of waiting, you can you can forfeit. We can go to um, when when God told Moses. I'm glad you mentioned that when God told Moses to leave the children of Israel, and they got to the foot of the Red Sea, and they began to murmur and complain. This is for somebody. I don't know. Somebody watching this, you need this right now. And they began to murmur and complain. And Moses, as the leader, because you have to know your position as a leader, and that comes with you understanding who you are and understanding that the purpose that God is using you for, you may not understand, but God understands. So you have to continue to operate in faith. And they begin to complain so bad, Moses started to procrastinate in the form of prayer. <laughs> Absolutely. He, he began to pray. And, and and in that moment, God spoke to him and he said, Moses, wherefore cry if thou unto me? Why are you praying now? He said, speak to the children that they go forward. So so when Moses, as the leader, stretched forth, the, 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 it's always our faith that moves. <laughs> it's always our faith that makes God move on our behalf. You have to believe no matter what. So when Moses began to walk toward the Red Sea, the sea began to open because he had to be obedient as leaders. We have to be obedient as leaders. And, and it and it shows the people that says it's not going to happen. It shows the people that says he's crazy for thinking he can write a book. It shows the people that, that says, well, why are you building that ark? It ain't even raining. Why are you, why are you building a boat so big? It's not, prop, uh, again, I use this, uh, 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 my old bishop. He used to always say proper planning prevents poor performance. Yeah, I saw that in one of the books. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and and that's that's just those those highlight moments that proves it, it, it's faith that's this is faith right here. Uh the flex zone is faith. 
if if you if you if you don't small business small small business owner uh never never despise the days of humble beginnings so those small business owners those people that's been trying to get a yes sometimes your no is yes <laughs> yes absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you can elaborate on that you could you could yeah i mean that, this reminds me of a story i mean i i write a newsletter every two weeks that goes out i mean i think you you, you get one and one yeah. day i went to this small business owner um, um, she owns a small flower shop, tiny. And I don't know what, what made me, me and, my, and my wife get allowed to go in. We just went in. I was talking to her. And she said to me, Stephen, I do flowers for a living. I, I, and it's a small, tiny shop. And she said to me, there's a woman with anxiety. She's not even a Christian. She doesn't even believe me. She's not really a Christian. But she says that there's a woman in, with anxiety that comes to this shop every single day. And she looks at those and her anxiety just goes. Wow, you know, so just one little shop, you know, and sometimes we don't we don't realize the impacts of what we're doing. We think, oh, well, and that's why I love small businesses, man. Yeah. I love. I mean, look at look at, look at your podcast. It's it's not it's not a million dollar. It's not you understand. But the impact you're having, yes. there's probably more. Yeah, you know, because you're putting people's souls something deep down. Yeah. Same as that, that that woman. I I just she, I was just amazed. She said people come to the farm to 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 the, to, to the shop. They just smell the flowers, go around, and they leave happy. Yeah. To me, that means more to me than somebody who comes and spends a hundred pounds on buying on buying wow. my plants. Wow. You no, know, that that for me showed that God can use you whatever you're doing, wherever yeah. you are. And, and you may think that what you're doing is small, what you're doing is tiny, but man, you don't you have no idea. You know, you have no idea. You can be touched. God can touch you, whatever you're doing, and that's why, yeah. like I said, I love small businesses. I, I just love them because. I, I I have a small business, and and you 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 are able to impact people in a way sometimes that their big businesses can't. Yeah, you know you know, you know I mean if you go into, into KFC or to McDonald's, it's a huge conglomerate. Yeah. If you go to a small mom and pop shop, I mean I just had my haircut um, um, because I, I I need to look good for the podcast, man. Yeah. When I had about, <laughs> about ten minutes ago, yeah, Baba is a small business owner. Yeah, when I went there. He knew my name. He knew what, what kind of haircut I wanted. Yeah. He knew what I wanted. I sat down there. He put a thing on. Half an hour, it was done. He knew exactly what I wanted. Why? Yeah. Because it's a business. And I left there feeling happy and feeling fulfilled. And he wow. was happy because he knew me. Yeah. There's that, that, that personal touch. And yeah. sometimes God doesn't want us to go too big because he wants us to stay personal. And I believe that. Yeah. So if you're there and God is, 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 is you know, expanding, you know, getting bigger. Yeah. And you are you have four, five, six small shops. God is still having an impact, and you, sometimes you, you don't even know what you're doing, man. Yeah, and I really, really do believe that. So, yeah, I, I concur with what you're saying, hundred percent. I appreciate that, man. That is that is that is so amazing. Um, before we before we go, that uh, you talked about in the book, you talk about the Halo experience. Can we can we get just a just a little about the Halo experience? Yeah, 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 so sometimes, like, if it, it's it success, it? we, we base success on people that are, are rich with money. You yeah. Know? But the fact that you have somebody who's got a billion dollars, I mean, and sometimes if you read a lot of business books, I mean, I've got hundreds of them here, they, they talk about people like Steve Jobs and Elon yeah. Musk and all these big guys. But I, I did some research for the, for the, for the book um, on, on Steve Jobs. Yes, he built Apple. Absolute brave. Billion dollar yeah. business. But the guy was stingy. You know, the guy didn't give away a penny of his money to charity. <laughs> you know, wow. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he wow. was just focused on making Apple successful. Yeah. Making Apple, and he, yeah, he did it. But then when we talk, talk about success, that's why we use the halo effect, isn't it? You think success is all about money, all about yeah. building good products. But you know that one from what you're doing. Yeah. Success goes way beyond just the money. Yeah. And sometimes business books get it wrong. You know, they, they equate success. With a billion dollars, Elon Musk has got yeah. a billion dollars. This guy got a hundred million dollars, so he's successful. No, he's not. Yeah, uh, right. And that is where the halo. That's what I use with the halo effect. We tend to equate money with success. Yeah. And there are hundreds of books out there who mention Apple, or mention Virgin, or mention all these all these big companies. I mean, I've got books at home about Elon Musk. Yeah. Yeah, he's made it, multi-millionaire, no doubts. But is he really successful in the way right. that? God wants to be successful, right? Doubtful, man. Doubtful. And so I, 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 I talk about Steve Jobs as being a purist. 
Yes, he's got the money. Yes, he's built a, a multi-billion dollar company. But success is not just about money. It's not right. just about products. It's about touching people's lives. Yeah. You know, and, and that's where I think Steve Jobs got it wrong. And so to use success as a, as, as a measure for just money is wrong. Right. And, and I've said that in the book so many times. And that's what I mean by the, the, the halo effects. The, the, the fact that somebody's got a million dollar business, a trillion dollar business, you cannot, you cannot just take that and equate it to success. Yeah. You know, I, I spoke about, uh, about, about a woman um, um, who, who built a school in Ghana. Yeah. Lovely school in Ghana. She built it because she wanted to educate people with a first class education. Yeah. She built this school and then her, her, her husband had Alzheimer's. Okay. She couldn't finish the school. Even as we're speaking now, the school is still not roofed. She had to leave her school, come back to the UK to look after her husband. School wasn't finished. Yeah. She said, one day she called me and she was crying. She said, oh, Stephen, I'm a failure. I couldn't finish the school. Um, 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 and, and so they failed. And I just went back and I showed her the videos. This school that you've built has educated hundreds of people. The people that have come out of that school that are now entrepreneurs, that are doing big things. That school won the national spelling competition in the whole of the country. How can you tell me that that school is a failure just because you don't have a roof? Yeah. Again, people will see that school and say she's failed. No, she hasn't failed. No. The school is doing what she made the school to do, which is yeah. to produce successful, godly graduates. And they're coming about the hundreds. Yes. You understand? So the halo effects which we use is we is the mistake is to equate success with money. Yeah. You cannot tell me that, that girl, that, that woman that built that school is a failure. You can't tell me that. Right. Girl. That's right. That's you right. That's right. You cannot tell me, one, that because your, 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 your podcast is not a billion dollar podcast yeah. with a hundred million followers, you cannot tell me that your, your, your podcast is, is, right. a, is, a, is a failure. If anything at all, I have more success from your podcast and I have for many other ones that I, I can mention because yeah. you are touching people's lives through the hearts. Yes. And that's what I believe in. Hello. That's, that's amazing. I, I, I did sponsorship um, in um, Africa some, some years back. And the one thing I've, I've grown to love and appreciate about Africa is they are so thankful, so grateful for even the smallest Absolutely. increments um, of whatever, whatever you do and however you do it. I, I've, I've, I've met so many amazing people. I have two two good friends um, from Africa, and they are truly, truly amazing people. Uh, I think that when, when you talk about... It's, it's three now with me, so hopefully it's three. three. <laughs> it's three now. <laughs> it's three now. Uh, <laughs> brothers, my brothers. Uh, when we talk about um, combining success with what people see as how much money you make. I'm glad that you, you, we got, I, that was one thing that I really, really wanted to um, highlight the halo effect because I think people equate that and, and, and those, in those ways, um, if you, if you make a billion dollars, if you make a million dollars, then you're successful. No, no, no she, the, the lady that you talk about, she's about as successful as um, the, Whoever came up with uh, Cambridge and Harvard, uh, we, and we have to, we have to have that type of mindset, that type of understanding for each other, for each other, because we sometimes we want to make people happy for us. The people that's going to be happy for you is going to be happy for you. I've 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 had so much support from people that I've never met in my life um, to know that people listen to this in Dubai and Brazil Amazing. and Amazing. yeah, so Amazing. many, so many parts of the world, you know, and I'm, I've never even been to these places, you know, so, so we have to make sure that who we are and the stamp that us as individuals have on this world is righteous and pure to the point to where People could judge you from the past. People could judge you from things that they that they uh, know you by. The Bible tells us that a prophet is without honor, save in his own hometown. Um, so we have to we have to keep that in mind. But that also helps me to understand that people are gonna lock you into a certain position 
people going to lock you into a certain level of success. That's not where you stop at. I am not defined by what people think I am. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah. Absolutely. 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 And, and yeah, prime example. I mean, I've done about 30 podcasts at least. And one thing that strikes me, um, and this is not even taking God out of, out of the equation, because I believe, I mean, I'm, I've done about, I think I've done, I've done about four or five podcasts that are Christians. The, the vast majority of the ones I've done are not Christians. But the principles are the same. I mean, yeah. God, I, I believe that God has put some principles out in the universe. Yeah. And whoever follows those principles will have some measure of success. Yes. Your podcast is, is an example. I look at what you're wearing. Uh, I, 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 mean, I look at your, what, what, the, the cup you're wearing. I look at the whole setup of your podcast. Yeah. Quality. I can see you put a lot of effort into it. I mean, I, I yeah. saw the email that you sent me, the, the planning that that's going to be. Some people are just happy to use a Zoom. I mean, I did a podcast with a guy a month ago or two, a couple of months ago. I was talking to him and he was on his phone, you know? Yeah. I could, I, you understand? He was just tapping something and talking to me. So you have, apart from the fact that you're a Christian, you've put in the work. You yeah. know, I can see from your, your, your outfits. I can, I, I'm looking at the screen in front of me. I'm looking at what you're wearing, the mic you're using, the headphones you're using. You've put in the quality. You've yeah. put in the hard work. And I believe that you're being rewarded now, not just for your commitment as a Christian, because I've been on Christian, I've been on Christian podcasts, man, and yours is a, it's a different level. You know, yeah. so your success is also due to your plain you. hard work. And I want to put it out there, guys, that if you want to be successful, it's not just praying. It's not just uh, going to church or, or doing whatever. You've got to put in the hard work. You've got to yes. put in the ground. My book, I, had to, I went for the best editors. I went for the best um, publishers I could get. Because now when I go to the UK and I, I see my book, my book is now available in Barnes & Noble. It's available in Waterstones, which is the biggest bookstore in, in the UK. When I yeah. go and I see my book there, yes, I'm grateful that God has given me yeah. the blessing. But I know that I've put in the hard work. Yes. You know? yeah. Same as you. I mean, I, mean, I, I, I saw your, your, your stuff and I thought, wow, this is quality stuff, man. And, and, yeah. and man, hats, hats off, I'm not wearing a hat, but hats off to you, man. You worked hard for this. It. And you deserve everything you get, man. Everything. I appreciate it. I really appreciate that, man. That means more than I can express. Um, and and I, I want to say this to everybody that has a dream, everybody that has a vision. I think we we have to we have to know how to properly appropriate the two. A dream and a vision. You know what I'm saying? A, a dream could be on the surface. You could have a dream uh, that you went to. Let's use Florida. For a yeah. week, you went to Miami for a week. You could drink. Yeah, but yeah. when you talk about a vision, it's more in depth. It's more personal. It's more about you. It's more about your drive. It's more about your faith. It's more about overcoming those fears that's paralyzing you, that's stopping you. Um, don't give up. Don't stop trying. This, this right here is this is proof. I want everybody to see this. This is proof. Uh, this. Your name, when you see your name, when you see your name on your hard work, that's something that you work hard for. That's something that you, that's a vision. That's a vision. It, it may start off as a dream, but the more you tap into yourself, the more um, the more um, discipline you come, the more fears you overcome, the more your faith increase, the more you make it more about God and less about you. You are you are definitely on your way. You may you may cross sometime. You may you may fall down some stairs and hurt yourself. But in in in, in those moments, you I, I, I sleeping in a basement for two years, literally for two years. I'm grateful for for my sister and and her fiance. Uh, but those are the moments that separate you from who you thought you were. And makes you realize who God has created you to be, um, brother. Before we go, um, you could tell people give give them your information, uh, where to find you at, uh, your upcoming projects, and whatever you got for us. Oh, brilliant! Th thank you, Juan. I mean, um, I, I mean, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. It's for natural, um, and, and you talk about humility, which I really believe in, um, and I, I feel that all these things you went through gives you the humility that you need. I mean, Jacob, it talks about in the Bible about Jacob when, when God touched his, his, his hip, he, he limped. Every time he touched, he saw that limp. Yeah. He reminded me, man, you know who you think you are. I'm yeah. here because of you. Yeah. So 
Yeah, so I believe in what you're saying, 100%. And I believe that God leaves things in us. I mean, for me, I'll be, I'll be grateful if God healed me of epilepsy and I'm, I'm completely healed. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be really grateful. But yeah. I'm thankful for that because I'll tell you a little story before I, 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 get, I tell you um, about, about, about it. One day I was, I, was, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was talking to some colleagues, had a massive fit. I was foaming at the mouth. And I came back to you again and, 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 and nothing happened. But I was going home that day and I thought to myself, this thing keeps me humble. Yeah. Every time it happens to me, yeah. and it's getting better. I'm, I'm getting better and better and better as time goes along. But it keeps me humble. So those things that I'm used to sleeping in the basements, every time you go to that basement and you see that basement that you were sleeping in, that reminds you yeah. that, man, this is where I started from. <laughs> yeah. You know? And so, yeah, that, that, that thing, I, I strongly believe in it. And so if you're going through, and I believe that somebody needs to hear this as well, like you said, if you're going through pain or struggle, or anything, God may leave something a little bit left in you, like God left the, the limp in Jacob. I mean, yeah. that would keep you humble. So don't cry if you're still going through pain. Don't, 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 don't give up because sometimes those things keep you. God will grant you the success, yeah. but God needs to make sure that you keep humble. And that's why I talk about the thorn with Paul. You know, yeah. So it's not all easy plain sailing, but there's a reward at the end, 100%, yeah. like, like what you're doing. Sorry, uh, that's, that's, I went off the target there. <laughs> now, uh, <laughs> now, where to find me? Um, it's, it's quite easy. Um, my, my website is www.stevenaj.com. It's stevenaj.com. Uh, I'm on Facebook. Obviously, if you find one, you find me because we're always like, a, we're like brothers now. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm on Facebook. I'm, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm Stephen Aj. At Stephen Aj. I'm on, I'm on link, uh, Twitter. Stephen Aj. Instagram, Stephen Energy. So basically, if you go, if you type in my name online, you'll come up waiting wait to find me. So I'm, I'm, I'm readily available. And if you hit me an email or, or DM, DM me, I always try to make sure I reply to every single email and every single message. So thank you, brother. Man, I appreciate it. Hey, and if you, if you hadn't seen it for the millionth time, please, <laughs> please purchase the book. It's on, it's on Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble. Uh, you will not regret it. Uh, I appreciate it. This yeah. has been about as amazing as I thought it would be. I didn't expect oh, anything so less. Um, thank you so much. Thank you so yeah, much. We will be streaming um, this evening at 7 p.m. Eastern time um, on all platforms. Uh, I think I, I may have a difficulty with Pandora right now, but we, I'm sure we'll have that uh, taken care of before this evening. I appreciate you guys listening in. My brother, it has been a pleasure. I appreciate you uh, coming on. And hopefully, like I tell everybody else, uh, we could get a chance to do this again. Is there anything that you want to um, give us before we go? Yes, I just want to thank you. I mean, one, I've said this to you before, but I just want people to recognize the work that you put into this thing. I mean, I, 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 I know I keep saying this over and over and over. But you're a man of faith, but you're also a man of hard work. You know, yeah. and I see it in your posts on Facebook. I see it even the way you dress, your haircuts. You know, you work hard and you completely deserve it. And I want people to know, even with the book I've written, Pay the Price, it's a dream, prayer, hard work, and discipline. Yeah. If you have these ingredients, you will succeed. It'll take time. You'll take a struggle. But put in the hard work. Yeah, I appreciate it. Put in it. the hard work. Yeah, put in the hard that's, work. That's, ba that's basically getting ready to... Yeah, but you want to come speak to Stephen before you before we get off? <laughs> yeah, she getting ready to head out. Yeah, I do appreciate it. My alarm going off. I do appreciate you, bro. This is and um for for you and whatever state you in, whatever state you in, whatever city you in, whatever country you in, whatever region of the world you in. We appreciate you tuning in to the Flex Zone podcast. I pray that God bless you. I pray that whatever that you are praying for, whatever you expected in secret, I pray that God reward you openly. And um, my brother will be, I'll be hitting you back up here in a little bit, uh, give you a sneak peek before we get it published and uh, oh, post man. it. And uh, I'll shoot you a text. I appreciate you, man. Wonderful. So do I, man. So do I. I mean, you're, like, you're like my brother from another mother, like I said yeah. to you. So <laughs> we locked in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so grateful for you all you're doing, man. And I'm so grateful for giving the opportunity. I, I was panicking this morning. I said to my wife, I was panicking after a while. I'm going to have to perform for this guy. Yeah. You know? 
Uh, <laughs> so I'm so grateful. You made it easy for me, man. You made it easy. I want to go to haircut everything. You know? You made it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but you made it easy for me. And I'm so grateful to you, man. So grateful. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate it, man. And I will, I will text you as soon as we get done. And, um, and uh, I'll send you everything you need uh, to, to uh, see before we get it published today. Fantastic. God bless you, man. God bless you too, bro. Okay, okay, okay. Bye, bye, All right. bye, bye, bye. All right.